Megillah, Mishnayis, Perik Dalid, Mishnah Vav. Cotton, Kore, Batara, Umatagan. The cotton reads the Torah, and he's also allowed to translate. We don't paskin like this. Um, a cotton can translate the Torah. And we talked about this last time that in those days, they used to have um, every Pasik or um, up to three Psukim, it would have, um, I'm sorry, every Pasik in Chumash, only one Pasik. You were able to, the, the person who read the Torah would read, and then you have somebody who would translate. So the translation was allowed to be done by a cotton. Even the reading was allowed to be done by a cotton. There's a, there's a the discussion in the commentaries how much the cotton would be allowed to read. We hold that a cotton cannot read the Torah except for Maftir. A lot of places hold that a cotton could read the Torah. A lot of people have the meaning like that. So we, we touched on this last time, but two times ago, when we learned Pores means half. And Shema is Shema. You see, Shema has two brachos before um, before um, Birchus before Shema. And what they used to do, the problem was that some people came late for shul. So what they would do was, after Shmona Esrei, they would, according to some of the commentaries, would take place after Shmona Esrei, they would, um, somebody would get up and would read out loud the one of the brachos and would read Shema. So they would, would be called, and he'd be mozi people um, in davening, through his reading of the bracha and Shema. Since he only did one of the two brachas, it was called Pores, half, al Shema. Now, um, the thing is, he's being mozi other people with this, with this, uh, with this tefillah. So since he's being mozi other people with this davening, he's not allowed to do that. A cotton cannot do that. So, so uh, according to some opinions, even though by the Torah, you're supposed to read the Torah out loud, but you're not really motzi a person with tefillah in and of itself. In terms of, 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 of hearing the Torah out loud, it could be heard by anybody, and that's why a cotton be allowed to read it out loud. According to some opinions, a cotton is only allowed to read out loud from Shlishi onwards, because when Moshe Rabbeinu originally set up the reading of the Torah cycle, it was, uh, he only did till Shlishi every week, and then you'd continue onwards, the next year would be uh, would be Ravi, Hamishi, I think, and Shishi and Shmi. That's the way they did it. So, so um, they would be able to do the cotton. Would uh, a goggle, an, an adult, would have to read till Shlishi, and then from Shlishi they would read. Uh, a cotton would read because anyway, you fulfilled the commandment according to Moshe Rabbeinu's original decree till Ezra changed it. So this is what the Mishnah says: the Eno over Teva. Over the we explained last week, over means pass by Lefne, uh in front of a table, the box. Essentially, it means what we call to daven for the Ahmed, meaning to lead davening, the chazan. Uh, a table is a box. In those days, now we have like a, we have like a, like a, like a lectern, a bima, a, not a bima, a stender, like a lectern. In those days, they called it a box. They would put the sitter on and they would be able to daven. And over the means pass in front of the box. It would be, it's a euphemism for leading davening. A cotton could not lead davening because he would have to uh, be motzi other people. Others would fulfill their commandment through his davening, and we can't have that. The Eino no say as kapov. And he he does not, no says kapov means lift, lift up his palms, which means to, if he's a Kohen, 
he's not allowed to duchen. He's not allowed to, to bench Klal Yisrael because since he's not, he's only a child, it's not honorable for the tzibur, for the congregation, to, to, um, to listen to his bracha. To, to, he should be the one giving the bracha. It's not honorable for the congregation. So we don't do that. Although, if there are other kohanim, they are adults, so we do permit a, a young kohen to say brachas kohanim because he's not by himself. And it's, it's chinuch, actually, that the father takes his child, uh, the kohen father takes his child and educates him on how to uh, do brachas kohanim. Now, pochach, it's a question how you pronounce that word, but pochach means a person who has ripped clothing, okay? And they're ripped in the sense that his, his, uh, his sides, his arms, the sides are revealed. And today, people go with this kind of clothing all the time, like, uh, like uh, what do they call it, A-line t-shirts, those type of t-shirts, sleeveless. So people right. do that, but um, in a society where everybody dressed much more modestly, to wear clothing which are ripped and showing your upper arms are not is not honorable. So to lead the congregation in something like that is not considered to be honorable. However, Poris Asashma, he's still allowed to to um, to lead the Poris Asashma. He's allowed to do that. Avol Eino Kore Batara. But a person dressed like that is not allowed to read the Torah. The reason is because it's not quota Torah. It's not honor for the Torah for a person to be um, to be uh, not fully dressed when you read the Torah. And also the commentaries say that you shouldn't duchen. Uh, if he's a Kohen, you shouldn't duchen like that. And he also should not lead davening dressed like that. Now the Gemara said, the Mishnah says further. So, you know, a lot of these are not, not halacha today because today we dress differently and people don't consider it to be a lack of respect. But still, you have to recognize that uh, that davening is not a simple thing. You're davening in front of Hashem and you have to give a level of respect to, um, to, to davening and even walking into a shul. You know, we had um, a couple of years ago, we had people come to the kolel and, um, and, and put in, and put in like a swarm shrank, swarm shrank, you know, the, the, um, the bookshelves for the for the for uh, the Gemara and the other swarm that we have, and there were two fellows, both of them them and they wouldn't walk into the kolel. I remember the first day he walked in, and he realized, oh, it's a kolel, so he stepped out, and he wouldn't walk in without somebody handing him a yarmulke from the outside, from the inside. And from then on, he and his worker only wore yarmulkes to come into the kolel. They didn't wear them outside. I'm sure when they went elsewhere, they didn't wear them. I don't know that. Uh, they were religious people at all, but that much they would not walk into a kol, into a shul without wearing a yarmulke. So people have an instinctive understanding that there is a respect given to a shul, to a kolel, and certainly to, to a davening, to reading the Torah. Let's continue. Summa. Summa is a, a blind person. He is allowed to, poris as a shema, he's allowed to be poris shema. Now, the reason why I would think not, because the, the bracha, before the Shema is Yotzer Hamaoros. Hashem creates the, the luminaries in the sky. You can't see the luminaries, so I might have thought he wouldn't be able to make the, the Paris Hashem, I wouldn't be able to 
leave the congregation in that part of davening. So this teaches us that he is allowed to anyway. Now, Umatargim, he is also allowed to translate for the congregation. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, if a person never saw, he was blind from birth, and never saw the, the luminaries, the sun, the moon, the stars, and the sky his whole life, he's not allowed to say that bracha and the the tibor, because he never gained any benefit from it. A person who had once seen it, even though we can't see it now, still, the... Um, the uh, he, you know has a certain sense of awe that he, he knows what they're about, and plus, uh, as the as uh, the, the Gemara points out, that other people he gains benefit from it because other people are able to see and avoid knocking into him, so he does get benefit even though he can't see them directly. Okay, Barry. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a look at the next Mishnah. Kohen, a Kohen, Shiyajbiyadav, Mumin, who has Mumin. A Mumin is a blemish, and the blemish is on his hands. So in those days when they would duchen, um, they wouldn't cover themselves with the talus. They would have their hands straight out, and a person who was looking would be able to see. So it's not honorable. Um, and and, and uh, Lo Yisus Kabbalah, he shouldn't do it, he shouldn't bench, he shouldn't give a bracha to Klai Yisrael, birkas kohenim, he should not do. And the commentaries point out, if he has blemishes on his face, or even on his feet, because remember, a kohen, when he duchens, has to go barefoot. So it's not honorable, so we don't, he doesn't, uh, he does not bench, he does not duchen. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, afni shahayu yadav tzavuos istis, Istis is a certain type, even if a person whose hands are colored, Istis is a certain type of, of uh, bluish dye that was known back in the day. Um, upua, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this right, but uh, could be it's Upava, but it is a, um, it, it's, a it's, it's something which is red, like beets or something like that. And you, you uh, use this root in order to make a reddish dye. I know years ago, they used to actually use beets for red dye. So it could be this is it. The, the roots of it are called pua or pava. Um, so the person whose hands are dyed, and he was working with these colors, and they got, he, his hands got colored. Now, he could wash them off, but he didn't. He didn't have a chance to wash them off before he took it. Lo says kapa. He should not lift up his hands to duchin. Why? If nay, sha'am, Mistaklin bow. The nation, people, the congregation looks at him. So, um, so, uh, so uh, he shouldn't be. Um, he shouldn't. Um, he shouldn't do him. Okay. Fine. Now let's take a look at one more Mishnah, and perhaps next week we'll redo this Mishnah um, when everyone else comes. Ha-omer, somebody says, ain't no over I'm not going to daven for the Amen. I'm not going to leave davening if I'm wearing colored clothing. 
we wouldn't let him daven for the Amun period. The reason is because um, maybe this is something which is a weird request, a weird statement. So it could be that um, he, he got some, some uh, you know, in Yiddish was a Mishigasin cup. He got this thing in his head that uh, from, from Avodazara. And maybe by Avodazara, they only wear white when they daven. So therefore, he decided on his own that he's not going to do this. And he tries to institute this in, uh, in, uh, in, 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 in Klai Yisrael. So we say, no, we're not interested in this fellow davening. Besandal, any over. I'm not going to daven with sandals. Only barefoot. No. He should not lead davening even while he is barefoot for the same reason. Because this is not a Jewish custom to daven only barefoot. And we don't do this. This comes from Avodazara. Um, in an ancient idolatry, they used to go in white and they used to also go barefoot. Today, I believe the Hindus, which is a form of idolatry, do go in white as well. So I think that's also true. And I, um, I do believe that they go barefoot, the monks at least go barefoot. So it's a form of idolatry. So we don't, we don't get involved in that. Now let's see this. Um, Haosa Filoso Angula. This is referring to his actual tefillin. Okay. The person makes his fila, meaning his tefillin on his head, roundish, right? They're not supposed to do that, but it's a sakana, it's a danger. And not only that, the mitzvah, there's no mitzvah because um, it's, it, not only is he, is he doing wrong because it's a halacha of Moshe Messina. It was given to Moshe and Sinai that tefillin have to be square and not round, but also the pressure of the roundness could puncture a person's skull. So it's not even, uh, now he's not doing a mitzvah, but he's actually bringing himself to, to, to a danger. <clears throat> okay? Nostal mitzvah. He takes his tefillin and he puts it on his forehead, not above his hairline like he's supposed to do. We all know that the tefillin shalrosh, it's called, the singular is called tefillah. Tefillah shalrosh has to be above the hairline. All parts of it have to be over hairline, above the hairline and centered exactly uh, by the bridge of the nose. The middle of it has to be by the bridge of the nose. So if a person were to put his tefillin of rosh, his tefillah of rosh on the on his forehead, or oh, I'll pass the other one. Instead of wrapping his tefillin, his arm tefillin, around his the muscle of his upper arm, instead he wraps it around his palm. Hareza derech haminos. This is the way of minos. Minos means people who scoff at the Torah, and because in the Torah itself it says bene necha. So a person might be misled to thinking you put it on your forehead, but we know that that's not true. Bene necha could be between your eyes. It could also be uh, uh, further up above your head between your eyes, position between, in the space between your eyes. And that's the way we understand was given to us at Sinai. And when it says, when you put it as you wind it around your hand, yodcha can mean any part from your, the palm of your hand all the way up to your arm. Arm. We understand it specifically means the the um, the the upper arm, not on the um, not on, on on the palm of the hand. Okay, so derech minus. This is an avery, in other words, like that, and it's something that people who scoff at Torah 
do not do. Tzipan Zahav. If you want to be a, um, you want to be, a, um, you want to give false honor to Tzilin, and you cut you, you um, coat them with gold, thinking that ah, oh, I'm going to give them honor by coating them with gold. Or instead of putting it directly on his arm, he puts it on his sleeve so as to protect it from the sweat of the arm. This is the way of outsiders, meaning people who go after their own opinions instead of uh, the opinion of the, of the Chachamim, who shared with us from Sinai that the that a tool not allowed to be made out of gold, have to be made out of the skin, the leather of a kosher animal, period. Can't be made out of anything else. But, and also you're supposed to put your film directly on your arm. So don't go after your own opinions as far as this or anything else is concerned. Listen to what the Torah has to tell us and lead your life accordingly. That's what the Mishnah says. So we will stop here and Amit Shem, we will continue next week. Um, and Amit Shem, uh, the, uh, the others will come next week as well.